issue a warning very quickly for everyone watching this. The Bible says when you begin to see these things come to pass, look up. Your redemption draws nigh. So in all the things that we're about to dive into, we're going to dive into some controversial things in this conversation. I want you to know there's hope beyond the scope of human limitation. You are more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens you. So we're going to take the cover off. And I'm telling you, when a real prophetic voice speaks, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. We're going to look at what's actually coming in 2024. But I want you to know greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on. If you believe that, you need to be sharing messages like this. You need to be liking, commenting, engaging with this. But when praying about 2024, here's a couple things the Lord showed me. Number one, that there's going to be war in 24. Number two, there will be turmoil in 24. And number three, those who are prepared for those two things will flourish. Those who are unprepared will flounder. Mm -hmm. Now we can get into the details of this, but similar to what we saw in 2020, a lot of ministries disappeared, were exposed. The cover was taken off, not only in ministries, but also in politics. We began to see what's really happening behind the scenes, begin to see kind of the agenda of the enemy at work. The same is going to happen in 2024, and we've got to be prepared for it. Number one, there is a cold civil war that has been taking place within the body of Christ over the last few years. Hmm. That cold war will turn hot spiritually, speaking spiritually, and there is going to be a schism between the house of David and the house of Saul, and that division is going to become more apparent. Number two, I saw as I was praying about this uh, in the spirit currency battles or currency wars. You need to get your stewardship down right now, going into 2024. In preparation, you need to understand biblical giving. You need to understand biblical stewardship. You need to understand how to trust God for supernatural provision. Mm -hmm. If you will get those things down, if you will understand tithes, offerings, praying uh, for provision, the blessing of God, the provision of God, all those things, then as we enter into the tumult and the turmoil that's coming in 24, you will receive the transfer that's going to take place. You will flourish. If you are unprepared for this, then you're going to flounder. And I'm, I'm going to be making a call in 2024 to the prophetic community, many of whom who have gone so deep into personal prophetic prophecies, personal words, that they have detached themselves from any form of the study of Bible prophecy. Mm -hmm. And I believe that if we're going to be accurate prophetically in personal prophetic words, we have to be anchored in the Word of God, anchored in Bible prophecy. And any minister who does not have a solid grounding in that study and in that understanding, they're not. doesn't mean that they're always wrong, doesn't mean they're not good brothers or sisters in Christ. I'm just warning you, they are subject to error. Mm. And we need to be very careful about that. Now, what chapter of the Bible are we in? Well, we've already seen Ezekiel 37 fulfilled, the Valley mm -hmm. of Dry Bones, and is being fulfilled as far as I'm concerned. Yes. The Valley of Dry Bones coming together. We're seeing that happening. I believe in 2024, there's going to be a trigger that's going to cause a massive migration. I think we're going to see more Jews returning to the Holy Land than at, than at any time in previous history, 2024, mm -hmm. 2025, and beyond. We're going to begin to see that, and it's going to be, it's going to be a sign that we're in that uh, valley of dry bones, bones coming together, flesh coming, sinew, all that, the army rising up. That's where we are right now. And as far as the, the, the battle of Gog and Magog, the scripture is not clear on the timing of this battle. Some uh, try to conflate it with the battle of Armageddon for understandable reasons that we can see in Revelation 19 and 20. 
Uh, but when you get to Ezekiel 38 and 39, there are some differences there that seem to indicate that there is a period of time, seven years as a matter of fact, where there seems to be nuclear weapons that are used as you kind of dig into the history of it. So I don't think we're in Ezekiel 38 yet. I think we're in the preparation stages for Ezekiel 38. If we go to Matthew 24, we see these birth pangs being laid out. I think we're starting to see those ramp up and the stage being set for those things. But as far as where we are right now, I think Revelation chapter 3 is where we are. We are in the midst of the Laodicean church. We're on the verge of entering into Revelation chapter 4, but we're in the midst of the Laodicean church, and God is calling us to repent, to turn from our wicked ways, to recognize our need for him. I think that's where we are right now. He gets me up, and he just gives me this thing. He just drops this thing. Like I said, usually it's one word. So I was really taken aback that it was like a phrase, an entire phrase, which to me is the phrase for 2024. That's what the phrase is. Um, I will be saying this at every conference. I've been chatting it up even at interviews. So it was this. Now, no flesh, no sin, no death, no sting. Hail to the king, hail to the king, hail to the king. No Mm -hmm. flesh, no sin, no death, no sting. Hail to the king. That's the Bible in in five lines. That's the, that's the entire Bible. No flesh. The works of the flesh are gone. No sin. I'm in a glorified body. No death, because he's triumphed over death. And no sting of death. Hail to the king, because he's the one that did it. He's redeemed mm-hmm. us. He's totally redeemed us. He's the firstborn of creation. He's the firstborn of the dead. You know, so so he's preeminent in everything, which is, I never understood, why does he have to go through this? Because death enters into the human race through Adam. And the only way he can he can fix it is to take on the whole thing. So he does. Mm-hmm. And that's why when he when he becomes when he takes that on, it's like he's the firstborn from the dead. He's the prototype of the rapture. He's the prototype of where we're going. There was a mental picture that went with that at the same time. He not a vision, just a mental picture that came in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I was on my white horse we were not in the in the army. We were not yet ranked up. We, we weren't in formation. But I was in this this glen, this clearing in a wooded area with about 20 or 30 other men on white horses. And I began. I said, no flesh, no sin. And then the other men joined in with me. No death, no sting. Hail to the king. Hail to the king. Hail to the king. And oh, I mean, wow. it was like something out of like Lord of the Rings almost. You know, we're going like, you know, just it was just amazing. And I just just sat there just stunned. I mean, just absolutely just stunned. So what does that all mean? And why um, that is for 2024? I don't know what that means. I, I you know, I can I can tell you what I think it might mean. Mm-hmm. I'm not like going, thus saith the Lord, we're about to be raptured next Tuesday at 12 o'clock. I'm not saying that. But it would not surprise me at all, mm-hmm. given where we are. When you when you look at, look, the whole thing in the Middle East could just die down, and that's it. On the other hand, everything in the Middle East could escalate like crazy, right? Like crazy. We're seeing the anti-Semitism being ratcheted up in ways that I haven't seen. I mean, every anti-Semite is coming out of every 
every rock, every crevice. Right. It's unbelievable to see the hatred of God's people. And why? Why is that there? Hmm. It's there. It's there because Messiah came from their line, and they hate yeah. Messiah. That that's really what we're looking at here. So I think there's a possibility with when when you look at the the prophetic pulse of what's going on in the Middle East, the possibility of Psalm 83, the destruction of Damascus. You know, if if Israel goes up and destroys Damascus, all hell's going to break loose. Are you kidding mm -hmm. me? The people aren't just going to sit by. So now that leads to Ezekiel 38. There's not an Arab in the bunch. That's where Russia and Turkey and the Scythians come in. And those are that's Afghanistan and Kazakhstan and all, Uzbekistan. That, that's all coming in from the east. I mean, that they can't, the Israelis can't, you know, that's that's crazy. Turkey's got one of the largest standing armies um, in, in the area. They've got an air force. They are well-equipped. They've got boots on the ground. This isn't Hezbollah or Hamas, yeah, yeah. a whole different deal. And we know from Ezekiel 38 that God himself shows up. Mm -hmm. God himself shows up. So this is different. But then you plug in the threat of nukes, which you got going between Ukraine and Russia, and then you plug in on top of that the whole UFO thing, which is the game changer. And I was on – I was um, I did a, 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 an interview. A couple of guys, both are – one in particular is um, a New Ager. The other guy isn't, um, but they're not Christians. They don't, and, 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 and they were, after the interview, they said, L.A., what's, going, what's your take on what's going on in the Middle East? And I told them the same thing I'm telling mm -hmm. you. So it's interesting how a non-believer, knowing what we believe in the prophecies, when something happens over there, all of a sudden they're on the edge of their seat yeah. you know, and listening very intently. And so at the end of my uh, telling them what I believe was what might happen, educating them on Psalm 83, Isaiah 17, Ezekiel 38, and the progression thereof, um, uh, one of the guys said, well, this would be a really good time for the, for, you know, E.T., the aliens to show up and stop all this madness. And I, and I said to him, I said, <laughs> you, sir, just nailed it. You, sir, just told, you know, told me exactly, you, you just reverberated, mm -hmm, fed mm -hmm. back to me what I've been warning against for 30 years. This is the coming great deception. Combined with no flesh, no sin, no death, no sting, I just wonder. And I'm not a date setter, guys. I'm not saying, you know, oh, say we're gonna, the rapture is going to happen in June. I'm not saying that. I don't know. But, but part of me wonders, part of me wonders, and it's my blessed hope, you know, to, I mean, can you imagine to be with the king, hail the king, hail the king, where there's no flesh, you know, there's no sin in your in our lives anymore. If the sin nature is gone, there's no death. We're never going to experience death ever. We're never going to grow old and just wither away and die of some sickness. There is no death. There's no sting of death. It's all gone because of the king, hail to the king. Hell to the king, it's like it's way better than any Lord of the Rings ending. You know, yeah. what I mean? it's just like Amen. It's, just, it's, it's reality. In fact, Tolkien took the whole deal from the book of Revelation. I mean, that's and 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 scripture, that's where he got it from. He just yeah. pieced yeah. it all together and created a fictional story. But the king is Jesus, yeah, and he's coming back soon, and we might be going up soon. 
What is it that God's speaking to you about the year 2024? One of the big words I saw, John, for the coming year is uh, the roar and the war in 24, the roar and the war. And in addition to that, I saw, I was praying about this broadcast actually. And as I was praying, I heard the word more. And I'm not normally a rhyming prophetic person, (laughs) but I heard the war, the roar, and 24 more. This word more, I believe that God is going to give more to those who've been faithful with what he's given them, Hmm. more is coming. You know, like the parable of the talents, the parable of these things where one was given one all the way to 10, five turns to 10. And you recognize this whole thing that even the one who is not faithful with the one was given to the one who had the most. And I believe God is saying to those who are faithful are going to begin to have more. There's going to be more in 24. And I believe that's going to be under duress, under pressure, under difficulty. I think they're trying to bring a lot of very difficult things uh, mm-hmm. to the, the world. The spirit of Antichrist wants to do that. But man, I actually have a lot of things the spirit of the Lord has spoken to me about with what's happening in this coming season. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe it's going to be a very powerful time. Well, I'll say this first, back on September 16th of 2023, um, I woke up early in the morning in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the Spirit of the Lord began to minister two things to me. One, when I woke up while I was ministering there, John, I woke up and when I woke up, I was no longer in Tulsa. It was a prophetic moment. It wasn't Mm. in reality, but I woke up in a visionary way and I woke up in Las Vegas, Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada. And and the Lord said to me, what is happening in Vegas will not stay in Vegas. And I wasn't even aware of this, but at that exact time, there'd been a cyber hacking going on in Las Vegas that was in the, I don't know, some casino or hotel and they couldn't even get a handle on it. Hmm. So they somehow settled the issue with the parties involved. They didn't resolve the actual hacking. And the cyber issue was breaking loose. They, They kind of put a lid on it just by compromising. And then he took me over and said, uh, Israel, this is three weeks before the war broke out, Israel will march against their enemies and it'll be an unprecedented thing and a new precedent for them. And um, I went live and I declared this live on our broadcast that exact Mm -hmm. morning. So three weeks ahead of time, I said, Israel's going to march. And when I saw this, then the Lord began to minister to me about how the coming year there'd be a war, there'd be these roar, all these things. And uh, even our dear friend, Alan DiDio had the same word about a war in 24. Yeah. So he and I've discussed that. But when we're looking at this, I really sense, John, that the cyber attack, that what happened in Vegas will not stay in Vegas. Now this has happened in more places than just Vegas, but the Lord used that as a touchstone to say a word to me that I believe we're going to see unparalleled, unprecedented, almost cataclysmic cyber attacks that will come over the next season. And when that begins to happen, the Lord also said to me, but I will raise up a standard. I will bring deliverance. I will give people witty ideas to out, outdo this and, and come through it in a positive way. And then in addition to that, the war that I believe wants to break loose truly is an ushering in of World War III. I believe they mm. want to do that. The spirit of Antichrist wants that. Is that an absolute? No, it is not. But I do see that being the plan of the enemy. Like we're seeing the plan of the enemy. We're seeing what they want to bring forward. And I am definitely not a doom and gloom prophetic voice, but I do see dark things. And then we have to go to the word of God. And I believe what we do, John, how we stand up in faith can alter these things. Cause so many people say, I actually, uh, one of my, my dear friends nicknames me the, the, <laughs> the joyful prophet of doom. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, well, thank you very much. But, but what I see coming 
is very similar to Matthew 24, when Jesus said, and he's prophesying, hey, this is gonna happen. The city's gonna be surrounded. If, the, if you see these signs, get off your rooftop. Don't even go inside. Run for the hills and run now. And all these things were coming. And then he began to say, but pray. Pray that what you see coming, or mm -hmm. when you see these things, that it doesn't happen in winter, and it doesn't happen on a Sabbath. And I find that interesting that Jesus would say that. Pray that what happens doesn't happen at this time. Hmm. And I found that interesting because I believe the Lord is saying to many of us that we think that this is a fatalistic prophetic society or a fatalistic words of the Lord. And it's not. The Lord is looking for our cooperation. He says things to us, not to scare us, but to prepare us. I feel that what's coming over this next year, we're going to see a number of things, John. Number one, I believe we're going to see coastal fires. Coastal fires uh, in in variety of ways, but I believe in the United States we'll see coastal fires. <clears throat> but I believe that means that we're going to see first in the natural, then in the spirit. And by coastal fires, I believe there will be indeed physical fires that break out. I think California is going to have something of that narrative. And then there's going to be revival fires, first mm -hmm. in the natural, then in the spirit. We're going to see some of those things begin to happen. I believe for many people, this is a year of land, a year of land. This is really important. And why am I saying this? Because a lot of people have stepped into things. They were going to get inheritances, breakthroughs. Something mm -hmm. was supposed to come to them. They had a promise in their heart. They had a promise from the Lord they were standing on. They've sowed like it. They've lived like it. And it hasn't manifested. And the spirit of the Lord has been saying to me, it's been a demonic assault against people's God-given inheritance, inheritances mm. and things that, that belong to them. And I see a land transfer coming to many people, property ownership in the middle of a financial crisis. I see the Lord saying it's a paid in full victory time for those who've been faithful. Again, more in 24, even in the middle of economic issues, a year of land. Um, I believe another thing that I've been praying about and I bring up quite often actually on my program, uh, which we do every single day. I believe clearly there's going to be more and more of this narrative around aliens. Okay, now it's a weird thing to talk about, but we're going to see more of this alien narrative. It came out and it kind of went to the back burner and I believe it's going to come back with a vengeance. Mm -hmm. uh, UFO, UAP, aliens, you know, we all came from other planets. We're, we're seeded by these alien entities and um, I think they're going to make more and more movies about it, all of it. But I believe, again, those are three things. One, it's either technology people are seeing in the sky. Two, it's a pro holographic, a broadcast they do through things like Project Bluebeam, or three, mm -hmm. it really is nefarious demonic activity that we're seeing in the sky. It could be all three. The point is there's no such thing as aliens, but there is things people are seeing and it's legitimate stuff that people are encountering. I believe it's a last day's deception that's going to get more and more prevalent the closer we get to the return of the Lord. And I believe wow. this coming year, we're going to see that again. I also believe climate change is going to turn into, uh, it's going to reach new levels that will be a religious status. But the good news that I sense, John, that I've been praying about is I keep seeing an awakening, like real Holy Spirit, raw spiritual horsepower mm. is going to come on the scene. Real horsepower, the kind that's irrefutable. Power is going to get on display in a, in a fresh way that people have not experienced experienced in a generation. I believe it's going to get very, very strong. And we're going to see so many of these things happening. One of the big words God gave me is this word I've carried now uh, ever since 2020. We've heard it for years in my spirit, but I'll give this word. Back in 2020, I saw mercy that would come to America when Roe v. Wade would be overturned. I went live on our broadcast. I said, Roe versus Wade will be overturned 
I heard this in my spirit. I wrote it on the whiteboard mm. back in 2020 that Roe v. Wade would be overturned by an unprecedented decision by the Supreme Court, and that it would be a political earthquake. That happened, and the Spirit of the Lord said, America will have more time. Mm. Um, in addition to that, I have seen now what is rising and trying to manifest, and many prophetic voices are saying similar things suddenly. But since that year, I've been seeing this word Decapolis, Decapolis. Mm. The word Decapolis means 10 cities. And I see 10 cities symbolically that want to begin to burn at the same time. And I believe that's because of foreign adversaries, the open border issues, the way that this has been allowed. I sense an uprising against water crisis. And the water crisis is not so much that it'll be limited. I believe they're going to try to they're going to try to put a valve, so to speak, on water. They need to profit off water more, and they want to put something in water. And, and I don't understand this fully, but I know water is going to be a major talking point in the next season. And then we're going to begin looking for ways to purify water and uh, try to make it so water. I, I believe one of the, here, here's something I see in my spirit, John. You have to discern it. Your audience can discern it. We know in part, we prophesy in part, but please discern this. And you judge what the Lord is saying to you mm -hmm. through this. But I believe they're going to say things like, keep water free. Keep water free. Keep the water free. Water is free. Or there's going to be some kind of slogan or campaign around keeping water free. So I see those kind of things coming, but I sense the greatest revival the world has ever seen. Well, we have an election year coming up, right? So everybody wants to know what's up with the election year. Mm -hmm. And to prepare for an election year, my wife and I sat down and watched episode one of the Hunger Games the other day. Right? <laughs> it's like eh, this thing, it always gets bloody and it always gets brutal. Let me say this. I'll say this. Uh, that's a prophetic thing I'm saying right now. Mm. It's more than just the movie. It's going to be how hungry is the church and how hungry is the camp of darkness, which will set up the stage for what happens in 2024. So I think God's igniting a holy hunger in the saints. And Amen. what we're seeing right now at the end of 2024, I see revival breaking out, not just in our church, but around Amer uh, America, little pockets of it. And mm -hmm. I think it's a, it's a foreshadowing and a taste of a divine revival that's coming to America. Amen. And I think it's starting to gain steam. And I almost see it like uh, it's like a kid on a bicycle headed downhill. And the chain begins to break and you lose control of the bike yourself and the bike starts moving at a rapid pace. And I think if the church will allow God to come in and do what he wants to do, that he's going to break the chain and we're going to start to just to, to head with a rapid pace towards revival. It's, it's an acceleration. I think darkness is going to come to America at an unprecedented rate already has, mm. that that will also accelerate, but that, what God's going to do in the church will be an acceleration. Uh, I see in 2024, a lot of lampstands being extinguished. Mm. I think a lot of lampstands will be put out in 2024. Uh, I mean, it's strong language. He talks to me like this. I don't, I don't know. Uh, he, he said, damn the lampstands and the mm. spotlights that shine upon the wrong things for they shall be broken. I kind of feel like God's going to say, eh, why don't you just step aside? And those lampstands will be blown out. Uh, and then I think other lampstands are emerging 2024. They're emerging rapidly. They're people, they're not perfect, but they're pure of heart. God's starting to find them in obscure, odd places. 
and their voices are going to be lifted up. You know, many of us during the pandemic have just become very quiet and silent with our testimony and with our our faith. And Holy Spirit just really spoke to me and he said, fast for a change, Tammy. And what he's showing me, John, in 2024 is that I'm to be still and allow Holy Spirit to move. I spend a lot of time in prayer and I'm a very active person. As you know, I've been on your show many times and I love you guys. Um, I'm an entrepreneur and I love to start businesses. I'm very oriented with, with just a lot of drive, but Holy Spirit said to me very clearly, I want you to be still. I want you to spend time in prayer. I want you to fast and I want you to see what I can do. And so I just want to say to your audience, it's not being still in silence with your voice. It's being still in spirit. Would you just sit on your knees? Would you open the word of God? Would you begin to pray for the wind of revival? the spirit of, of God to move over our nation. And I just think that as we really get still with God and we begin to pray for supernatural anointing over our pulpits, our churches, our leaders, and we intercede for those who are speaking, God's going to do a mighty work. So I'm going to be still and see what God can do. And I don't want to be a pessimist because I don't believe that we can walk uh, with the Lord the way he wants us to be united with him in, in, in being overwhelmed or in defeat. But on the other hand, we have to face reality and we have to connect with him in the present reality, which requires more grace. You know, the Bible says where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like a greater grace is needed and will be needed in the inner man of God's people to be able to transcend and ascend the winds of darkness that we're presently facing and which will continue to face in the earth even more fiercely. And so I'm just speaking straight down the pike truth right now, which I've been speaking for many, many years, that we need to get ready to face difficult times. And we can face difficult times and we can still live in victory but in order to live in victory, we need to get strong. And the only way to get strong is to utterly depend on God, to utterly depend on God for everything and to feed ourselves daily with his word and the fellowship of his people. And mm -hmm. through that, we can get a, 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 um, such a, a, an impartation of the resurrection of Messiah that we can live in victory. And Daniel told us, that in these last days, many of God's people would be overwhelmed and overcome. But he said, some will shine like the stars and lead many to righteousness. So we can prevail, but we need to be prepared that things are not going to get better. They're going to get worse. Now, there may be some respites in there. There may be some short periods of respites. I mean, it could be in a political situation, for example, that we may see in 2024. I'm not predicting we will. I'm just simply saying that I'm making an allowance for the fact that depending on who is in government, there may be some seasons of respite uh, that would kind of slow down the pace that we're presently in right now, this quick trajectory into, into lawlessness and value systems that are anti-kingdom. But even if there's a respite because of a change in government or whatever, it still is not going to change the overall downward trajectory into darkness. Now, God has been talking that the year 2020 for in the United States of America 
is going to be the year of kingdom dominion. And it's going to be yet the year of heightened sense of activities that's going to affect uh, a global event that's going to have impact on the policy or, or the whole direction of the U.S. election. There will be things that are happening on the global scene that will directly impact just the psychology and the whole climate of the election. It would almost be as though things are shifting by the hour, by the day. News coming out of events taking place that's impacting just about the right person, the right candidate to navigate those global events and, and things are going to emerge. Now, God will have the upper hand in all of this mm -hmm. and the glory of God will be revealed through all of this. The Lord will reveal a candidate that is anointed by God to wield based on a specific prophetic timeline and hold back everything that is antithetical to the will of God in the United States of America. So I'm going to say to uh, the body of Christ in this nation, get ready to take the window of opportunity that the Lord is going to give to us to establish the order of the kingdom and the culture of heaven in a way that will allow us to navigate the biggest revival before the coming of Jesus Christ. A lot of voices are going to be emerging and a lot of voices are going to be crumbling. Things that the world had never seen before when it pertains to the manifestation of the power of God is going to come to the mainstream. We're going to begin to see demonstration of miracles and activations and outpouring of revival, awakenings, especially among young people in the year 2024. It feels as though what seemed to be the mundane or the systems of church as we've known it is going to come to a point where everything that God is going to be doing will go beyond and above it. God will start to raise up stones, living stones, the stones which the builders have rejected. They're going to come to start to preach the gospel and manifest the power of God. And the Spirit of the Lord says, watch out for the campuses, because my spirit and my anointing is going to break out on different university campuses mm. across the United States. And, and I see a lot of young people who are just going on the surge. It's going to be bigger than the Asbury revival, the, the wave of the Spirit of God that's going to come through the university campuses in the new year. Um, the, the world economy will get to a heightened sense of things and there will be a lot of superpowers that will be creating all kinds of threat because of military uh, just escalations around the world that's going to be happening and it will affect pretty much everything as it pertains to the money. And that's why the people of God cannot trust on their own uh, finances or the finances of the Luciferian culture. 
Mm. We're coming to a time that the people of God must seek God. And each Christian believer needs to learn to walk with God personally and to partner with God concerning their finances. Because the power of God who provides and who sustains and who supports the anointing that comes through Jehovah Jireh is going to be revealed more than ever in the year 2024. Um, I also uh, began to navigate just um, a a breakdown of uh, uh, satanic culture in America. God is coming with a mighty, mighty sword to bring judgment against every antichrist culture in the United States in the year 2024. And and we've, it started already, but it's going to go into a whole different level. What we're going to experience in 2024 is going to open the door. It's a gateway for what the Spirit of the Lord will be doing even in 25. But it's going to be a lot of uproar because the powers that be and the forces that had sat down over their fears of the values and the way that the American life had been over time is going to be shaken out of its place. And this man of God is not just a victory that's in the political realm per se alone, but it's a spiritual battle because all of the systems that are seeking to control the, the morality of this nation, they come from a very powerful um, spiritual and demonic source. So the Lord says those altars, they are crumbling. And when they begin to crumble, there will be uh, just an overturn of the systems in all spheres of our government and all spheres of our public life. Because the Lord says, I will sweep through this nation with a mighty hand and I will purge the church and I will purge the nation of altars and systems that have uh, stood against the will of God in this nation. That, that's starting to happen already. Can you tell us how that is happening and what are some things that you see it happening? Uh, some, more, some more details, if you can share. Yes, sir. Spiritual warfare is, is going on right now. The year 2024 will be the year that things open up, you begin to see some doors, some major doors begin to open up uh, in the earth realm that will give way to uh, a revival. Now, this revival haven't started um, within just the framework of hungry Christians in America, hungry people who are just seeking for the glory of God, people who are just praying, people who would travel uh, for miles and miles and, and use their life saving just to be at a conference and to participate in an atmosphere where they'll immerse themselves in the glory of God. So that is the frontier that's going to spread in the 2024. And as that fire began to spread into the year 2024, we begin to see it galvanize, going to increase. It's going to escalate into the political cycle. We're going into the 2024 election like it's a matter of spiritual warfare. And the, the, the dividing line for that election 
it's not going to be all of those polarized issues that often divide the political life here in America, but it's going to be essentially a battle of God's value and Satan's culture in this nation. And the revival that started is what God is going to use to create a bigger representation for God's will to be done in America next year. So what we're going to have is a spiritual wave that's going to keep growing until it becomes a political wave. And it's going to keep growing until it becomes a social reform. Every time that there's going to be any culture shift in any society, it begins first in the realm of the spirit. When God raises prophets and intercessors and gatekeepers and frontliners and people who understand particularly the rule of the spirit and the protocol of the kingdom, and they begin to shift the atmosphere right from the third heaven through prophetic intercession. Just like what God is doing now, the heavens is gathering rain and the atmosphere is becoming more and more pregnant with power and glory of God. And it's going to pour into America next year. And by the time 2024 is over, everybody in this nation will know that God rules in the affairs of me and God has the final say in everything. And a lot of believers have been praying. And the Lord told us to keep praying, keep praying, because when I move in America, I'm going to take that prophetic intercession of so many believers who have been praying, fasting and seeking the Lord. And I'm going to use it as a powerful weapon to shift the political scene of this nation. And that's going to shift the moral uh, a, a, a blueprint of America and things will never be the same again because we're going to have an atmosphere of revival to prepare us for the greatest harvest of souls. Amen. Amen. I really believe that the Lord is preparing us to um, benefit, actually, from 2024 and beyond. He gave me seven prophetic things to really prepare God's people for 2024. The first strategy is be blameless or at least mourn evil. You know, there's a scripture that talks about the people that wept at the evil. God, godly sorrow that works repentance. Number two, the Lord said that it's time to release the gathering anointing again. This is more of a message for pastors and leaders of churches, that there has to be the release of a fresh gathering anointing. COVID scattered us, but now we are no longer in the COVID era. We are now in the gathering season. Number three, the Lord says, work out your exit strategy from your job or into jobs that will matter beyond 2030. This was a crucial one. Number four, the Lord says, run away from money and choose to invest in the best parts of the land. And I don't, I don't believe God wants us to be foolish with money and not stay liquid. I actually believe that liquidity is good. You know, without liquidity, you can't buy food. 
But I, I actually believe there's a strategy in the season we're stepping into that the Lord wants us to build asset-based lives and not income-based lives. The body of Christ has got to learn to buy and sell. I believe the body of Christ has got to learn how to pay their debts. And I'm not talking about good debt. I'm talking about bad debt, especially during the time of Christmas. Please don't get into debt. I just see something so strong coming for 2024 in different parts of the world that is going to be such an economic shaking that you cannot afford to get into debt, like Christmas debt and all of these uh, luxuries that you can't afford. Like, you know, people, people go out there and they pay for expensive lives that they can't afford. Mm-hmm. And the problem is you have to keep it up. If you start that scam, you have to keep up the scam, you know? And so live within your means and then uh, don't live off of your income, live off of your business. And I actually believe God is lowering the bar for everyone to be able to enter into this season of business. I really believe it prophetically. Don't wait for World War III to to be announced before you recognize that you are already crossed into wartime. Prepare for war. He didn't say let war find you and all of a sudden you're anxious and you're worried and you're trying to figure out what am I going to do with my life? No. He says, be prepared ahead of time for a season of warfare. Final thing is you got to build your own Goshens. You got to build your own Goshens. What is Goshen? You know, Goshen is this place where the government has no Uh, ability to touch. Goshen is the place where you don't become a victim of the whims of economies. Goshen is the place where you get delivered from the idolatry of election cycles. Hmm. It's the place where you actually come into being the president of your house, the president of your children, the president of your community, you know, you start building, you know, in the New Testament, it was Antioch. They started building these economic supply chains. When they heard that the believers were going through a tough time, they sent financial relief to those believers because Antioch was wealthy enough. I estimated mm-hmm. the wealth of the Antioch church uh, from, I think it was Acts 19. I can't remember which scripture it was, but it was, it was millions of dollars, U.S. dollar equivalent. Wow the Antioch church owned. They were wealthy people. So anybody had an issue, it was like, let's just send them relief. The widows, let's send relief. Those in famine, let's send relief. Today's church, I believe, has to build some kind of economies within ourselves. Hmm. Now, you know, all kinds of people come to me with all kinds of ideas of what those economies look like. I, I don't know what fully it would look like. I wish I did. But I I believe we have to build the kind of economies that when systems begin to fail, and I think one of them is, um, you know, I think one of them is agriculture. I think the church needs to go back to owning, owning its own agriculture, owning its own fa- uh, farming animals and and uh, cattle and producing its own vegetation. You know, um, the first thing God put them in is a garden. The last thing God did when he returned and died, he, he, he came back in a garden. And uh, I believe that we're literally talking about moving back to, to, to sustenance and self 
governance as opposed to relying on government structure.